everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Lots to get into. Let's just jump right into it. So before we get into some game recaps, I want to just do some, some higher level news. The Cincinnati Reds are promoting their top pitching prospect, Nick Lodolo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Lodolo. Lodolo, I really apologize if I'm getting it wrong. But we'll go with Lodolo. He is the top remaining prospect, considering the fact that Hunter Green is in the rotation. Lodolo will start Wednesday's game against the Guardians. Now he's going to join you know, Hunter Green in that rotation, so they have two other top prospects. Right here at the very top of the 2022 season in the big leagues. We saw Green impress with seven punch outs and a bunch of 100 mile an hour heaters in his own debut this past weekend. Lodolo is, is going to be making his debut left-handed pitcher. So, you know, it's been expected that he would, he would take them on this week. And last season, he split the year between AA Chattanooga and AAA Louisville. He pitched to a combined 2.31 ERA and an eye-popping 38.8 strikeout rate, just a 5.5 walk rate and a 54% ground ball rate. So, as impressive as those numbers were, he also missed time with blister troubles and far more troublingly, actually, a shoulder strain that ended his season in August. But he looked plenty sharp this spring. In 11 and 30 innings, he had a 2.38 ERA and a 12 to 2 strikeout to walk ratio. So it certainly looks like he's put those shoulder troubles behind him for now. I mean, still, those injuries limited him to 50 innings in 2021. So of course, he didn't pitch at all in 2020 because there was no minor league season. So we're just going to have to see. We're going to see if he can stay healthy in 2022. Um, I mean, the largest workload he has ever recorded is the combined 121 and third innings he pitched his junior season at TCU. And the Reds lower minor league levels in 2019. So between TCU and you know his, his first taste of pro ball in 2019, that's... That was the year he was drafted. That's the most he's, he's seen. So it stands to reason that the Reds will be relatively careful with him when it comes to managing his innings. But even if the Reds limit his innings on the season as a whole or on a start-by-start -start basis, there's a pretty good reason to be excited about this guy's arrival on the scene. I mean, pretty lofty draft stock. He's got some pretty great numbers in the minor leagues. He's widely regarded as one of baseball's most promising young pitchers. He's a top 100 baseball prospect at every publication as high as number 32 with baseball america so that's what we're that's what we're banking on that's what we're banking on so we'll see him in yeah we'll see him in the rotation he's actually going to make his his debut right away and pitching on wednesday so let's go ahead to some of the games so juan soto has joined the 100 home run club so he's, he's already on a pretty remarkable pace, but he has checked off a career milestone, did it Tuesday night. Home run number 100 at just 23 years old. Soto did it. He took a 89.5 mile an hour cutter from Braves right-hander Bryce Elder. He deposited it out 451 feet to right center field. And it was actually the fourth longest home run of his career. So yeah, big blast for Juan Soto. So at 23 years and 169 days, he's just the seventh active player to hit a home, to hit 100 homers at age 23 or younger. So joining 
Miggy Cabrera, Bryce Harper, Ron Lacuna Jr., Albert Pujols, John Carlos Stanton, and Mike Trout. All those other guys have done it at age 23 or younger. So that's good company. Good company for Mr. Juan Soto. A lot of people have him as, as their favorite MVP this year. You definitely can. He was close last year. We can, would we see him put it all together this year? I mean, people say he was robbed last year. I don't know. Was he? You tell me. You tell me. There's definitely a pretty good argument. But the Nats did lose yesterday 16-4 in Atlanta. And the Braves, the Braves uh, you know, won that game pretty handily. It was, yeah, I mean, Bryce Elder gave up that home run. But other than that, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good for the Braves. And Marcelo Zuna, 3-for-6 with two home runs. Ozzy Albies, 3-for-5 with a home run and a double. Ozuna was actually 3-for-6 with two home runs and a double. He was, you know, he, he was really good last night. But, yeah. When Soto hit that home run, Josh Bell followed it up with one of his own, so they went back-to-back. But, uh, yeah, Braves won anyway. Let's head out to, you know, a matinee game, early game that happened in Detroit. So it was Red Sox and Tigers. Red Sox won by a score of 5-3. to three. And Rafael Devers was, was, was the man of the day. So he just keeps delivering for the Red Sox offense, you know, the Red Sox offense has been slow to start the year. But there is one player who has certainly been a consistent presence for them. That is Rafael Devers. He came off the bat in the sixth inning of an eventual 5-3 win. And he had already logged one hit on the day, a single in the fourth. And then he singled again to score Kike Hernandez, cutting the Tigers' lead to 3-2. to two. Then J.D. Martinez proceeded to drive Endeavors to tie the game. And then in the eighth inning... When Kiki Hernandez was on second again, Devers stepped in and did what he's been doing this entire young season, getting a clutch base hit to score Kiki Hernandez again, give them the 4-3 lead. So Rafi's been swinging the bat well, and you know three hits on the day, two ribbies, just what the Red Sox needed. You know Their, their offense needs to wake up, but Rafi has been doing his part. Cleveland and Cincinnati, you know, an Ohio battle. 10-5, the final score for the Guardians. Jose Ramirez, 3 for 5 with 6 ribbies, thanks to a grand slam. Lots of hits up and down that Guardians lineup. Uh, Jose Ramirez, you know, Andres Jimenez. Ramirez also hit a triple, you know, celebrating that nice, that nice uh, contract extension they gave him. But Justin, not Justin, <laughs> Shane Bieber. You know, funny enough, I think this is my first time making that mistake on this show. I'm not going to cut that out. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to leave it in there. But Shane Bieber went five and a third with three earned runs, five punch outs. Good to see him healthy again. You know, he was he was hurt for some time last year, but I think he's going to be great for them this year. As far as the Reds, they, 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 they had an okay game, but they just didn't pitch well enough in, out of the bullpen. You know, Tyler Maley gave them a strong start for innings and one earned run, but it came down to Hunter Strickland at the back end of the pen. And, you know, four earned runs thanks to a Jose Ramirez grand slam. That's, you know, that's going to do you in. That's going to kind of blow up your evening most times. Where should we head next? Where should we head next? So Chicago. Chicago where the Mariners played the White Sox. 
White Sox won by a score of three to two. So the White Sox just put Lucas Giolito on the injured list. So you know that's that's more you know more stress is being placed on their on their rotation. You know we saw them lose Garrett Crochet. Now they have Giolito on the injured list. Well, so Vince Velasquez had to step up in a big way, and he did yesterday. Four innings pitched, one earned run for them. Then the bullpen held things down. Uh, Liam Hendricks with a save, even though he, even though he gave up a run there at the end, making it close. Their lineup, the White Sox lineup, is going to have to carry the load like it did last year. It's going to have to carry the load. They had a phenomenal lineup that just you know could hit against anybody. But you know Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Grandal, Eloy Jimenez. You know that's one through five for the White Sox lineup. You're going to need to see those guys do it again this year. As far as we're talking about offense, the Mariners' offense is struggling. No one on that side is really is really putting together. You know, a great a great season with the bat so far. I mean, it's only obviously just less than a week in, but nobody's really turning heads with the Mariners side, so their offense needs to wake up. But they have time. I mean, it's obviously just been five games. Can't read too much into it. Somebody who's been off to a good start with the bat has been Shea Suzuki of the Chicago Cubs. He hit two home runs against the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. You know, so with with players coming over from Japan. Whenever it's a position player, there's always a question of how will the bat translate? How will he translate to major league pitching? And that's something even I was skeptical about. But so far, he's had no trouble whatsoever hitting major league pitching through the first four games. Shea Suzuki is hitting 417. He had two home runs yesterday to give him three on the season. Looks to be seeing the ball very well. Very well. So that is definitely a welcome sight for Cubs fans. But the Cubs won a close game yesterday, score of 2-1. Drew Smiley on the bump, five shutout innings. Then, you know, the bullpen did its thing. Michael Givens gave up one run, but that was it. That was it. You know, those two solo home runs by Shea Suzuki were all the Cubs would need. So, speaking of, speaking of um, you know, offense, guys who got off, to, got off to a pretty good start and such, you know, I've been keeping my eye on Cedric Mullins, right? Cedric Mullins is someone who had a phenomenal season last year, 30-30 guy. And I was like, okay, a lot of people are wondering, can he repeat what he did in 2021? Is he really that good of a hit? I think he is. I, I mean, maybe not a 30-30 guy, but I think the average is going to be there. I think that the pop is going to be maybe not 30 bombs, but 20 for sure. So yesterday, I mean, he's an off to off to a decent start in five games. He's hitting 238, but the bat is heating up. Before yesterday, he had been hitting the ball very hard, uh, but just you know, some hard outs. So you know, the sample size is small, and I think those numbers are are, are gonna are gonna um, the true numbers are gonna come out. We started to see that yesterday with him. You know, he's been hitting the ball hard, but we started to see yesterday some of these are starting to fall. And yesterday, he had a grand slam for the Orioles, two for five with four RBIs at the top of the. Orioles lineup yesterday. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's you know, that's the guy. You know, that that's still there. You know, the the skills are there, and you know, the talent we saw in 2021 was legit, in my opinion. I think he's the real deal. So you saw four ribbies from Mullins at the top of the lineup. You know, the O's dropped this game five four against the Brewers, so they dropped their record to one and four. Uh, as far as the the Brewers, you know, for, from them. Willie Adamas, this is another player. Can he repeat what he did in 2021? So 
All of a sudden, he got traded from the Rays to the Brewers. He figured out how to hit. And he was perhaps the Brewers' best hitter in the second half last year. So yesterday, two for four, three runs scored. He's in 316 on the season. So he's picking up right where he left off last year. Kutch, DHing for the Brewers, two for four yesterday. He's looking pretty good. So Brewers get a victory over the Baltimore Orioles. Albert Pujols hit his first home run back with the Cardinals. You love to see that. You love to see that. Three for four yesterday with a homer. You know, will Pujols get to 700? He needs 20 more homers this year. Can he do? He could. He definitely could. He would have to play the whole season, and you know, he'd have to he'd have to be productive. But it's possible. So we'll see if he does it. But great stuff from Pujols. I wanted to mention that he and Arenado, he Arenado and Andrew Kisner went deep for the Cardinals. They defeat the Royals 6-5 on the Royal side. Salvi Perez getting us started with two bombs yesterday. So the dude who hit. So many home runs last year. What did he hit, like 48 or something? And he led the American League home runs. But, yeah, you saw that from Salvi yesterday. Two bombs, and, you know, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Salvi is the best offensive catcher in baseball, without a doubt. So I think that's going to do it for today, folks. Just a little bit of a, you know, sample of a bunch of different games. But that, that's kind of what I want to cover. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.